Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. Today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, I have with me Glenn Eldridge from Chelsea Decorative Metal. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. So tell me about your background. Well, um, I'm originally from New York and actually my father did this. So it's a family owned business and it was actually owned by my aunt before that. And then him and some other worker decided to uh, either own the place or they weren't going to, they were going to retire. Right. And so my mom kind of lent them both the money, which they paid her back equal partners uh, which in my opinion is the best. You can't have one partner more than another. Right. And then uh, uh, I wound up going to Woodstock, the festival in 1969. And when I left uh, there, I came back and started working as an apprentice for them in New York. And then eventually my father passed away and it was just me and this older gentleman. And so I decided to move the business to Houston. And at okay. that point we were just selling material. Uh, and then when I came here, I started uh, manufacturing. And uh, the difference was when I was selling in New York, it was very economical. You know, the landlords would get us in there. They'd say, oh, this plaster's coming down. We've patched it 20 times. Let's put up a tin ceiling and be done with it. When I came out to Houston and started selling it, it became bought for decorativeness. Right. And so then it was a whole different market. And I shipped all over the uh, country and we do occasionally ship uh, in other places uh, all over the world. That's um, that's funny. I I did see when I was prepping for the for the podcast on your website that you mentioned going to Woodstock. My mom um, was at Woodstock. She was she was in New York on her way to Europe to go to college and her, her friend said, "I have tickets to this festival. Do you want to go with me?" And it ended up being Woodstock. Wow. <laughs> Well, I did write a book also called did We you? Are Woodstock, which they do carry in the museum now. And it's a kind of, it's a, you know, all the facts are in there. So you get to learn about it. And there's also a love story, which is why the museum liked it. They said oh, oh, the love great. story was really good. So <laughs> it's We Are Woodstock. It's on eBay for, you know, signed copies from me or Amazon. Yeah, very cool. So, um, what what drew you into to um, reproducing ten ceilings or or preservation? Well, uh, well, the preservation came later when when people started writing and saying they have these uh, ceilings and they need to repair them. And so, I have come up with a system to reproduce the designs and do my business. And then 
when they had designs that weren't around. First, you know, I always say, you know, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. If I see another company that has that design, I will tell them, hey, you can get it from this other company. Right. But a lot of them, they can't. And so uh, I say, well, send us pictures and we can tell whether we think we can reproduce it because sometimes they're too deep. But when they're not, then they need to send us a good piece. And then we cast off that and uh, and reproduce for preservation. We've done uh, courthouses uh, and we've done opera houses. Uh, there was one oh. opera house that they were restoring and they only needed eight sheets to make four medallions that were over the balcony seats. And mm -hmm. they got money from the government. And so we reproduced that with a couple of angels were on that one. <laughs> well, that um, when you said deep, does it like the the press? It can only be a certain depth. Is that is that what you mean by that? Yes. Uh, if the design is too intricate, where you got a deep part next to a low part, then sometimes the metal won't stretch. Okay. Uh, you know. So, but we've had uh, uh, pretty much a hundred percent of what we tried. If I don't think it'll work, then we won't try it. Right. But, right. But so far, we've done good. And the medallion was the one that I thought, wow, this is going to be tough, and it wound up it wasn't. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me about um, uh, Chelsea Medical or Chelsea Decorative Metal. Um, you kind of talked about the history already, but tell me about, you know, the products and, and the geographic areas that you serve. Now, in New York, it was called uh, Chelsea Metal Ceiling Company. And then when I moved out here, you know, I made it Chelsea Decorative Metal Company. My daughter said, you got to leave the name Chelsea in honor of your dad. So oh, yeah. that's what I did. But our website is tinman.com, which, you know, I was going to change the whole company. And she says, no, you have to honor your dad. So I left it. So I got two names. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. The question was. Oh, tell me about the, the history, your products, um, geographic oh, well, we, areas you serve. Yeah. Okay. So we have sheets uh, of metal that come two foot by four foot, which we feel is easy to install. When I used to install it in New York, they were two by eight, very hard to handle. Oh, so yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. Some people have two by twos, but I think two by fours are easy to handle mm -hmm. and you have less seams and it right. covers more area at one time. And so that's an advantage to that. Um, so we have the sheets and they come in six inch designs for smaller areas like bathrooms, definitely oh, backsplashes. Yes, yes. You got one foot designs. And then you have the two foot designs, which is usually more commercial or very high ceilings. And uh, then we have the crown molding that goes with it. And that ranges from two and a half inches all the way to nine inches. And it's not like you can pick a design, whatever the design is in that size, that's what you get. Right. Uh, okay. Then we have what's called a filler and it's just a pebbly design. And what that does is when, for instance, if you had a 12 by 12 room, we would put 10 by 10 of the design we would have this one foot of filler going around and then the crown would land on that. So okay. this way it's not landing on the design. Right. Gives you a nice cleaner finish. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. And no, it gives you a nice cleaner finish. Yeah. And uh, so that's the filler. And uh, then we have a freeze, which goes on kind of below the ceiling on top going around the room people don't really know what that is and don't really use that too much. Um, is it more flat than, than yeah, the it's crown? It's flat and yeah. it goes on the wall. And we do have a molded filler, which when I, if you had that room that was 10 by 10, well, let's say it was 10, four by 
10-4, you can use the molded part, which is like a picture frame around the design, and then the filler, and then the crown. So it's like four pieces, but it makes it nice. Usually, I, I recommend that more for dining rooms or more formal works. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and those uh, are basically the the what we carry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and do you ship all across the country then? Yes, we ship okay. all over the world too. We we ship to Norway and Dubai and Germany. In fact, I went to Germany and I went to the place I it was called if I can say it here. Oh sure. Uh, uh, fat ass pizza. <laughs> and so we went there to see it and I looked up and I gave him a little hint how he could make it look a little better. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so um, what architectural period used tin ceilings? Um, are there specific time periods that, that use tin ceilings? I know some people just use them for decorations in newer houses too. Um, it's usually decorations because a lot of people say we're collecting, which they put all sorts of oh, things. Yeah. But uh, from my research, it uh, started back in, uh, in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. And the main reason it was used is because labor to make these decorative ceilings in the plaster was too much. Right, so that they makes would, sense. Right, so they yeah. made these sheets, which once they were put up, you know, two by fours or two by eights at the time, then you painted it white, that was to represent the plaster. Right. And that, I, now that you say that, that makes total sense to me. I never had thought about it that way, but I've, I've encountered, you know, storefronts that they made fancy, you know, during the Victorian era with, with metal, you know, metal embellishments too. It's probably the same thing, just trying to make it look fancier than, than it is for less, with less money. Right. In the doorways. And, right. And yes. yes. And so as far back as I know, it's Victorian was the, was mm -hmm. the big thing. And I think they got some of the ideas of the designs from Paris, which mm -hmm. they were going through you know, the Victorian era. Right. Uh, then, of course, then came uh, the turn of the century. And then we have designs for that also. A Victorian is the most popular designs. Is that They're okay. the most fancy and ornate. And then the uh, uh, turn of the century, it became more streamlined, more plain squares, mm -hmm. you know, like that. Um, then we have Art Deco, which came more in the 20s. Right. And so they made new designs for that. And, uh, uh, of course you know, Art Deco designs. And then uh, somewhere in there was Americana because we have one which is just stars. Okay. Uh, and then uh, um, those are still existing today. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, and then, you know, generic, if there are some that don't fit anywhere, people like that too. Yes, yes. Do you, um, um, do you, are there differences in the finishes that were used or do people just pick the finishes that will match their house? Well, it always came in just the shiny, well, it, was, it wasn't even shiny. It was a dull uh, mm -hmm. silver finish. When I started manufacturing, I used tin-plated steel. So now it has a little shine to it. Right. Um, but I don't really like it. And it should be protected. So you should use something clear. But I usually recommend painting it silver, uh, basically for three reasons. Uh, one is that um, it needs the protection. So if you're going to protect it, you can paint it any color you want. Right. But some people like they wanted people to know it's tin ceilings. So if you paint it silver, it still looks like a tin ceiling. Right. It also makes it look older. So this way people don't think, oh, you just bought that yesterday. <laughs> and then the third is, which I believe is the reflection. If it's shiny, it reflects more and you can see more detail in the design when it's more matted. Right. Right now, when it's shiny over by the window, you're going to see the reflection of the light in a corner. It's going to look dark. People think it's going to light up the whole room, but it really reflects what it sees. 
So when you mm -hmm. paint it, it evens the flow of light more so across the room. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I Because at first when you were saying painting it silver, I was thinking, oh, it would, you know, it would reflect. But yeah, it has to have the light to reflect off of. But now the finishes yeah. we have now, we do have a, a bright copper, which is, um, uh, which I usually recommend. We have that at 20% off. So it's, it's maybe 50% more than the silver. Right. But then you don't have to pay for someone to paint because you don't right. have to paint the yeah, silver. Yeah, so it's a, it's, I mean, it's a, a to, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to paint the copper. But I always tell them, but you have to have the brown tones. Don't use it just because you think you're going to save a little money. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay. Then we have- oxidize uh, inside? Does it turn that green? Uh, you know, if you wash it down with muriatic acid, which mm -hmm. we did have a restaurant chain that used to do that. It was a Mexican restaurant chain. And uh -huh. they used to mop it down with muriatic acid, which you can get at a, at a pool right. supply place. Yeah. And they would stack them up so it wouldn't dry. And really, I went the next day to deliver more stuff. And they were already kind of rusted in that 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 greenish. Oh, that's uh, kind of cool. Yeah. It's like an instant patina. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. they decided to go with the big bright orange and yellow colors. So now they just painted them all. Um, <laughs> But uh, we also, uh, we can do the clear, the clear coat and uh, one color like white or the, uh, the pewter, but it really uh, is better if you paint it after it's up. You cover right. up the nail heads. Um, if you scratch it while you're putting it up, then you need to touch it up. So this way, once you put it up, it, yeah. we recommend painting it after it's up. Now, if you want a faux finish, that's different because that's like two colors mixed mm -hmm. And when we sell that, we have a, a, a bunch of different colors that are faux finishes, and those are worth doing before you order. And then just touch up after. And then touch up, yeah. 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 So what, what are some of the other uses for the ceiling, uh, the tin ceiling panels? Okay, yeah. Well, as we say, ceilings, but also yes. they do <laughs> walls. We did a saloon somewhere in, I think, North Dakota. We actually did, I think, uh, in uh, Wyoming or Cody, uh, at Cody's house, they had yes. a cabin, I guess, uh, we had sold to them at one point. And uh, uh, so they put it on the walls of a saloon in another place. Um, then you have your wainscoting, mm. which can be either from uh, the floor up to waist high, or some people have the wood there and then do it from west high, waist high to the ceiling. Uh, so that's uh, one reason. Then you got to do it yourself who frame pieces and then they do faux finishes. Uh, and I, yeah. and it's funny because I've installed metal in places that have uh, artwork in, of the metal <laughs> that somebody else did. Um, so, and, and arts and crafts, they put it on uh, cabinet inserts. I've seen it on trunks that they wanted to restore. Oh yeah. Somebody did a clock face. I mean, the do it yourself, it can, it opens up a whole range. They you did can, it, yeah, you, can you know those screens where you, where you get dressed behind and you throw your clothes Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. Like a three fold out, they've yeah. done those too. Oh, yeah. that's that's a fun idea too. And and sometimes backsplashes? And definitely backsplashes. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's yeah. that's the most popular yeah. other than ceilings. We They did an article up in uh, Rochester where I guess the Eastman Kodak was because I recognized oh, yes. the, you know, uh, Rochester when I was from New York. Mm -hmm. And when I, and that was before computers, and it was obviously, I used to send out newsletters through magazines. Mm -hmm. And so when I get two letters from the same city in one day or in two days, I think something's up. And so right. course, they did an article. And yes, we got swamped with people because they did an article on backsplashes. And, oh, and that's it's fun. really good because they don't have to put the grout. 
Right. They just put the sheet up. Uh, they, it's not, you can, we try not to get you to glue it to the tile itself, but today they got things that can hold right. to that tile. But usually we say take off the tile and run mm -hmm. it up there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, backsplash is very popular. And we would recommend the six inch design because most backsplashes are like 18 inches, 15 to 18 uh, inches yeah. high. So you get three designs, little designs, instead of one and a half of the one foot designs. That, that makes that makes sense. And um, do you find that it's pretty easy just to wipe down then and clean? Yeah, well, we do recommend, you know, painting it again. And, right. and now you're gonna get water splashing. So they definitely wanna do that. And then it cleans like any wall that you've painted. Oh, very cool. Um, so uh, you were talking about like having somebody lay it out and then putting the filler around. So do you help people through that as, as part of the ordering process? That is my job. Yes. Okay. I always okay. like people to send the design, uh, the, the diagram of the area, mm -hmm. what they think they want to use. And then I do drawings. My guy okay. says we get about 85 to 90% of the people who we do drawings wind up buying. So right. that's good. Because yeah, that is it is really annoying good. when they send me something and after I do the whole thing and send it back, they go, oh, I didn't give you the exact measurements. Oh, goodness. So then I got to do it over because when you <laughs> use the filler, it really right. depends on how much is going to be there. And I try to make it so it's like 10 inches so you can cut the filler in half and use mm -hmm. both halves so there's no waste. Oh, yeah. But the room really dictates it. But again, like I said, there's a molded part, which sometimes if you need an extra few inches so you can cut the filler in half and save money, the molded part is less expensive and you can use that yeah. to that, uh, that's really give smart. you the dimensions you need. And yeah, sometimes good. the room is, you know, wild different dimensions because I know there are companies that have computers to do it, but nobody's, not everyone's room is a rectangle. Well, and you have, you have an advantage from having installed it and, and not wanting to having that thought process of let's figure out how we can maximize the material rather than, you know, wasting it. Well, that is a big, yeah. Yeah, that is a big plus because sometimes people will, they'll call and they'll start telling me what they have. And I said, well, you can't, you know, you, like if they say they're going to put it on an acoustical ceiling. I said, you know, that's not a good idea because acoustical tiles are soft. And when you right. start nailing, especially with a nail gun, it pushes it up where you nail. And so you get a wavy effect. Now, of course, I know that. So I tell them you can't do that. And other companies usually don't have someone who used to install. I mean, I right. used to install so they just sell the material. And, um, you know, so I ask questions that I know they're going to come ac across that someone else who's just a salesman is not going to ask. Right. And I'm yeah, willing definitely. to help. I tell them, I give them all the explanation and tell them if, with the diagram, once you get the metal, you can call again. You can't call too much if you have a question. <laughs> um did uh so when if somebody is that the start of the ordering process to call in to kind of give you the measurements of where where they want to put it and then and then the you go from there for the order yeah i well okay. i do the diagram and i will show them where to start because mm -hmm. in some cases you don't start in the center like people think because right. if you have for instance five feet and you start in the center you have two and a half feet on each side right. well now you're cutting into the sheet so I tell them, they'll move the chalk line over so you have three feet on one side and two feet on the other. You know, visually, it'll look the same if you did it, it will, the odd yeah. way, but, um, but it's just less labor if you, you know, less cutting and you- and Right, it, yeah, you know, and, so, you, and, you're, and you're not gonna have those seams. Right. So that, that so, makes it much nicer, yeah. And on that drawing, you know, because I have their address, so we put down what is gonna, and I'll do more than one drawing. I'll do with filler and without filler, Right. you know, and- uh, 
then they pick which one they want and uh, it's got the price on there with shipping and then uh, smaller orders they can do online when it gets bigger the freight is kind of Oh yeah, on, online. Yeah. So we have them call. We 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 think people should call us anyway because they always have questions. Yeah, and uh, and so off that drawing, they can you know usually place an order. We do take PayPal, or they can send a check. Which people say, "Oh, really? You still take checks?" And uh, <laughs> we do too. <laughs> yeah. uh, online, they do take credit cards, but uh, but they're smaller orders. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Um, can someone match a ceiling that's already been installed in their home? We kind of talked about that a little bit with the medallion and the opera house, but do, do you do that often? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. And I like people when they tell me they're trying to repair, first they need to send me what the design is to see if we can match it up. And if we mm -hmm. can't, whether we've seen it by some other company. If not, then I want to know where it's damaged. For instance, if it's damaged in the center, maybe a four by four area, that's a little off center, I'll tell them, look, if you do a 16 by 16 area in the center, yes, you're covering up some good stuff, but now you're making a geometric design in the ceiling. So now it doesn't look like a repair. Now it looks like it's supposed to be there. And so I help with that. Um, sometimes if it's one corner, you do four corners. So it just right. doesn't look like a repair. And, and we use a design that's complementary to what they already have. We did that once in a, it was a, I guess it was an old folks home where they, where they, I think it was a rest, uh, the restaurant or where they eat. And it wound up that the middle was good and the back and the whole circle, you know, the outside was right. good. So we yeah. did a, a, a four foot inner circle yeah. and it, it looked just great. And oh, then I yeah. think they even painted it different to, uh, to highlight it, to, to highlight it. Yes. <laughs> good word. That's funny. Yes. So, um, and you talked about it a little bit, but the accessories that you have available, the filler, is that just for around the edge or do you put that over the seams too? Like how? So that's just around the okay. perimeter. Okay. Um, the seams, they overlap. People always ask how that is, but okay. they do overlap. And we have the seam face away from the eye, although they do, they're pretty tight. Now the right. filler is a pebbly design. So when you overlap that, we have people close those seams by tapping them with the back of a nail, hitting the head just to crimp the metal closed a little um, because it's laying over a, a bumpiness. And the same thing with the cornice is laying on top of the filler. So that's again, over a bumpiness. If it's a really high ceiling, it's not gonna matter. Um, right. But you know, it, it just closes it up a little better. And if they're gonna paint, then it'll catch paint better too. Yeah. The, um, uh, did you, were, we're almost to the end of, of the outline that, that I made. So I'm wondering, is there anything that you thought about as we were talking that maybe you want to share um, that I didn't think to ask you? Um, well, no, just we... some funny story is that oh, we have sure. supplied <laughs> probably four to six topless restaurants, topless bars, which I don't understand who's looking at the ceiling. That's funny. But, <laughs> but I think what happened was we did one and I think that they went to, you know, people from other ones right. went in there and saw it. And uh, all of a sudden we were getting these, these different bars and I, I just thought that was unusual. That, that's so, really funny. The, that, that, that's like a, a, a niche that you can cater to. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, we have done old funeral homes because if, yeah. if you look at them, they've right. had the metal ceilings and old right. firehouses, you know? And of course, what, what another thing is we have supplied movies. You know, we oh. have supplied uh, 
uh, well, there were there were some Skeleton Key, which was a Stephen King. Mm, I mean, yeah. I saw it in The Godfather, but that was original old one where he goes right, and shoots yeah. the guy up in the uh, up in the uh, hallway. Um, but yeah, we have supplied a lot of movies, uh, Spider Man, uh, the one of the new King Kongs. Mm. Um, we supply TV shows. Uh, Seinfeld had it in the restaurant. Uh, Saturday Night Live. They used to come out from the stage, or I think it was that. Uh, when they start the show and it was in the background. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we love seeing it everywhere uh, in these different shows. And I'm always asking with the movies, you know, who's in it? Because I'm a big movie buff. Oh, are you? <laughs> movie posters. So I'm always interested in who's in it and when's it, when it's coming out. And sometimes they change the name. Oh, yeah. So uh, and that's, that's fun to me. That know? is really and fun. And yesterday we had a guy come from stages, which is actually, um, they put on shows. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it as a background to a new uh, Captain Hook play, which is from Hook's point of view. But I know we did send it to New York once. To, and they were doing West Side Story. Oh, and yeah. they were using just the cornice around the top part of the candy store. Where they, that would be perfect. You know, yeah. I mean? And yeah. it was just, yeah. So uh, that's always fun and different. Uh, and sometimes they're big and sometimes they're small. But they need it tomorrow. That's the <laughs> thing. They pay more for shipping than the metal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have uh, that? This makes me think, do you have um, things in stock or is it, is there a pretty long lead time usually? We do manufacture here. Okay. Uh, so we do have it in stock and we try to have the material in, well, we have the material in stock. So if we don't have the particular design, we can still turn it around within can a week. Yeah. The painting okay. is the tough part because our painter, he, he, he can take, you know, six to 10 weeks, depending right. on how busy he is. But um, otherwise, yeah, the material, we usually uh, can turn around pretty fast. The newest thing we've actually been doing is, is uh, supplying suspended ceilings. So now we make them so they can fit in. So we have to ask people because a lot of times they're ordering because it says two by four. Right. But the two by fours are with the overlap. So they're really a half inch bigger. So you don't lose uh, any, yeah. anything when you're doing a ceiling. But the laying tiles are like a half inch smaller. Right. So we have to, you know, make those special to fit in. We recommend the two by twos, but we can also do two by fours. And, and we also they fit into the grids. They fit right into the grid. Okay. Yeah. And that's, then of course they have to cut them by the wall. Now by the wall, sometimes if they use a six inch design, those are not as deep. Because mm. the six inch are a little deep, the one foot a little more, and the two foot the deepest. Um, so it's going to lay up on the grid, unless it's maybe the six inch design, but we also have the filler, which they can use a filler on the perimeter yeah. pieces that they have. Yeah, that's that's really that would be something fun if you had an acoustical ceiling, but you you didn't really want to you wanted to put something fun in it rather than just the yeah. the tiles. Yeah, because a lot of times they'll take down acoustical ceilings and they'll find a metal ceiling up there. And we've had people who have tried right. to save it. Yeah, and if it's a small room, then the suspended ceiling was usually on wire, so they put a nail in. But if it's mm -hmm. a big place, especially commercial, they've chopped that ceiling right. up to put in black iron to, to hang it. Yeah. You know, so that's tough. But sometimes we do match up the design. So, you know, that's that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That is. It's, it's always fun when you're doing a project and you uncover something that's that's fun like that. That's been covered up that nobody's seen yes. for a while. Yes. <laughs> and I'll tell people if they can save some of it, because there are times when they they'll say, well, the part in the in that corner of the room is the original, but the rest is new. And right. we, we are pretty knowledgeable here and like to help people. And so we recommend, you know, that we think the design's too big. 
you know, a lot of times they don't realize there's a different scale to the designs and they'll order something like a two foot design for backsplash, which just doesn't go. So we, we try to help the customers best. We know they, they really are new to it, even though it's been right, around right. over a hundred yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree because the, sometimes people know what they want, but they don't really know what they need. <laughs> right. We do send samples. Yeah. Um, okay. Very good. And, and uh, you know, and they, yeah, we go get those out right away. Okay, perfect. Well, very good. Well, um, did you have any offers for our, our listeners? Well, I, I think our prices are very competitive and our knowledge and our drawings, but we are still willing to offer a 10% uh, to your listeners on, uh, on the, the sheets and the cornices and the filler. And, uh, and right now we, we have 20% off the copper. Which, why, okay. which makes it, uh, like I said earlier, uh, worth getting if you can use a brown tone in your room right. rather than silver and painting it, if you can use the copper. But it is shiny. It is shiny. I think it had something like that in Maxwell Plums in New York. If that's oh, even yeah. still around, who knows? It's a big <laughs> restaurant at the time. And we do do a lot of restaurant uh, uh, you know, chains that, that use it consistently. But most of the orders are residential. And believe it or not, it's the consumer who tells the builder, this is what I want. Right. Or the yep. architect, this is what I want. And they usually give our name to them, which mm, is good because, yeah. you know, they're the ones who want it. So it's not the architect. Now, when it comes to commercial, then sometimes the architects will say, hey, I have this idea of a tin ceiling in it. A lot of restaurants and bars for that atmosphere of that old. Right. They want to uh, get like a old time uh, feel. Like a, yeah. 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 Well, how can our uh, listeners get in touch with you? Oh, okay. Uh, we are in Houston, Texas. If you want, you can look up Tin Man in Houston. That would be me coming up all the time. Um, we do have a, some ads on TikTok now. Somebody told me I should do that. Not for <laughs> TikTok so much. But, um, but our website is easy to remember. It's tinman.com. And we are in Houston. And the phone number is 713-721-9200. And either okay, I I'll answer the phone. Here's another thing. Either I answer the phone or Larry answers the phone. Oh, perfect. The only time you get a machine is if we're both on or yeah. we're closed. Right. Uh, that's <laughs> very good. That and, is, and, and let me tell you, that's a big plus because it is. We lot, and our website, people like, you know, we get these people who are always wanting to upgrade, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the website. And we have our customers say, you know, you know what? These are real. It's really easy to, to follow. Right. And yeah. I have gotten on other people's and I know what it is and I get lost. Right. They yeah. have too yeah. many things, too many jumping around. Ours is pretty simple. Yeah. Good, With some good, pictures good, of finished products. Yeah. yeah. Good design's important. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, very good. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I'll make sure that your contact information is, is up on, up on our, um, on our site where the, the, um, the podcast is is located so there's somebody I, 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 is curious about finding you and i would think they could remember tin man but if they can't <laughs> they could go yeah, look well, there I, yeah, I am the tin man we are the tin people and we do have a heart here so we do <laughs> try to accommodate uh all kind of uh people that call up <laughs> okay well, thank you very much thank you Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. 
If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.